coming up on OTH, Chris is finally playing League again. So finally, I have some gameplay thoughts around League of Legends uh, for once in a lifetime. But anyways, me and Raymond go over the patch 11.11 preview with uh, Mark Yetter on Twitter. And then also we talk about some of the NA roster changes that have come through from Evil Geniuses and Golden Guardians. And then, unfortunately, we got to talk about what happened at round two of MSI in the Rumble stage and about how angry we are that Cloud9 didn't make it through. Nah, just kidding. It's not like that. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and stick around through the end of the credits for some extra bonus content. I hope you enjoy this episode of On The Hunt. Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host, Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Clean and Clear, because I, I actually, like, I have this really bad acne problem for, like, most of my life, like, since middle school, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, like, just started using this proactive kit, I guess. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say. It's not funny, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and joining me on this episode is our other co-host, my buddy, the man in the bot lane himself, Mr. Raymond. Whoa, 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 whoa. Damn, dude, I, I don't know that I was expecting the, the like, WWE hype up right there. But I appreciate yeah, with it. the no theme music though. Or yeah. Maybe I'll I'll add a little bit in. <laughs> hey, dude! Congratulations on getting uh, your face cleared up. That's fun. Uh, I I just started using it, so there's no progress yet. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but uh, but you're on the right track at least. For, I'm right? on the right track, yeah. and I I skip like some routines because I get lazy. <laughs> but you know we're 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 on the right path, so to speak, as the we- kids say. When you said it, have you used Mr. Clean before already as a as a AKA? It seems like I it sounded familiar when you said Mr. Clean and Claire. I was like, wait a second, hasn't he already done that? Um, maybe it does sound familiar. Actually, I <laughs> keep track of these things. Anyway, dude, what else has been going on with you? You've been climbing the Wild Rift ranks. No, not really. But as you may have seen started play, played a couple of league games this past weekend <laughs> How'd it played feel? a few adc games um it felt good actually dude because that new mouse that i told you i got a couple weeks ago feels mm. really nice actually to click with it like it's pretty satisfying so it's a little fun to play again just to click and then i was like low-key smurfing <laughs> and so I had a lot of fun with that as well. Although, like, sometimes I'm, like, losing to these silver players and I get kind of down. <laughs> we'll, we'll win the game because they're silver players. But, right. But you, you know, sometimes lane, in lane, it's like, it's like hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest, dude. You said that and I was like, oh, I'm going to open up your match history to see what chance you've been playing. And uh, it looks like you're on kind of a, a rough loss streak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just team diff sometimes. Sometimes you... um. Oh wait, yeah, I'm I'm really not on a <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I played like two ranked games uh, last week, and those went okay. I think one of my games I could have won, but like one of them was ultimately doomed. And then, like I said, dude, if I really wanted to get back into league and like feel good about my mechanics again, yeah, I just need to bash in like fifty, maybe even a hundred normal games, and then you know you can't win them all yeah. sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, dude. I hear you. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think started doing this have you ever heard of this website called like human benchmark i 
have heard of it. Yeah, that's the they do like the reaction time tests and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I started yeah. like messing with that, and so, so a lot of my free time goes to that now, unfortunately. <laughs> and so I've that never was heard gonna, of that I've heard of human of benchmark, but I've never heard of people grinding human benchmark, dude. Oh, it's such a grind. You can improve so much, and then there's one of those <laughs> things, one of those like. Uh, test is called like the chimp test so that was like gonna be one of the akas it's just gonna be like the chimp champion or something yeah exactly damn um and then um yesterday i bought stardew valley so we're about to climb into that hole as well wherever that leads and yeah yeah, that's been what's up with me but what's up with you yeah dude for me uh it's been not much different it's been some league of legends with the boys some uh some chilling i mean watching a lot of msi watching a lot of runeterra streams there was a new expansion kind of like like mini expansion Again? like a week or two ago yeah they do them pretty often actually like like they have like major expansions like when they release new regions and stuff and that's like every like probably three months or so and then there's like following up those guys they'll have like a mini expansion like a month or so in between those where they release a couple new cards or a couple of like champions for it and then related cards so they've got some well, i'm happy that game is getting so much support and yeah. that they don't kill it off like blizzard just like killed off heroes of the storm <laughs> essentially yeah or like steam or valve killed off artifact you remember that game i don't actually don't know about that yeah i don't really know that much about it either except it was supposed to like save card games and then it and like have its own cool like trading card economy and then it was dog shit and nobody <laughs> but yeah it's been pretty yeah, cool yeah so they're runeterra yeah they okay. released they released some cool new champs they released aurelia who's become like giga meta but it's like a pretty cool champ a lot of people like it but do you like it what kind of what kind of player are you are you a meta slave kind of guy or do you want to just like put together your own combination of cards and like that's what you like to play honestly i think it's that game i'm like I'm not into it enough to, like, feel like I'm good at card games either, so, like, I'll just play against bots and shit, and I'll just play whatever, like, decks seem cool. And then they have, like, some cool, like, PvE modes that I do just to grind, like, the XP, unlock new cards and stuff, because there's a lot to unlock still. So I play some, I I, I think, I, I don't know, like, what kind of decks really I like to play. There's, like, I, I, I made a new, like, a Dragon's deck that's kind of fun to play. You get, like, Aurelian Soul and just spam like huge units and then there's like uh i did make a an aurelia deck that's kind of fun to play too aurelia misfortune wait that actually sounds kind of fun i might i might have to download it and see what's up yeah dude try it out i got i got one of my other boys from uh i I got kyle you know kyle one of my other boys from college to get uh get into it not not so long ago so i'm converting people slowly (laughs) but surely slowly but surely all right, let's get started with the show, my man. You mean this hasn't been the show the whole time? Shit, dude. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> That's just the um, the foreplay, <laughs> I guess. But now we're we're ready to uh, get heated, hot and All heavy. Right. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. So dro- um, today, actually, Mark Yetter dropped the patch 11.11 preview, when there's going to be some interesting changes in there. Um, I'll just get started with what I think is probably the biggest change that's going to come in this patch, which is the Hail of Blades nerf, um, which I feel like has been kind of OP ever since I found out that they changed it, I guess, a long time ago. Like, I looked it up. It's patch 10.4 that they changed it where, like, you you don't have to be um, 
out of combat in order for the cooldown to refresh. Because it mm-hmm. used to be that like it wouldn't it wouldn't go on cooldown until you went out of combat, which was terrible for like the last four years before that. <laughs> but yeah, but then when they made it so that like it can just go on cooldown normally and you don't have to like try to go out of combat they made it like so usable for like pretty much all the champions that it was meant for so like kaisa became broken because of it right um Cog- even kogma is okay with that um you know a lot of the area carries obviously zinzao is really good um because you can get like multiple procs in one fight and stuff like and that sort of thing so i feel like hail of blaze has been really strong for ever since the the start of this season and so they're just nerfing the cooldown on it which is kind of surprising to me. I thought they might nerf something else, like the damage or something, because sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like Tristan is unfair with Halo Blades, <laughs> but maybe that's just like one case. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll stop there, dude. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think that's a good point. I think it's a big. I mean, it's like a good nerf. Um, yeah, we, like you said, we've seen a lot of uh, AD carries kind of pick it up and try and just dominate some some lanes with it. Uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of little ones in this patch that I'm like not like too like insane about. Like it seems like they're just kind of pushing some numbers in the right way that they're uh, that they want it to be. Biscuit the, the one thing another one of the the rune nerfs they made was the biscuit delivery rune making the the biscuits sell for less gold. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought that was kind of funny. Just like I've never like thought about it as like oh yeah yeah, yeah I get these biscuits and then i just sell them off and it's a free 90 gold then i get my power spike early but like i i think it's obvious that some people do that you know and use it as just like oh yeah it's a gold income and then you know you get like free boots and stuff and then it's just a free 400 gold in your lane but i don't know a lot of little ones just like warden's mail randuin's frozen heart like number tweaks range changes for serpent's thing all the all the champion nerfs, I don't know. It seems kind of funny. Actually, what do you think about the Morgana jungle nerf? They're they're pushing your W bonus damage to monsters down to one fifty five. Uh, I feel like I remember. I I feel like when they first made the changes to jungle Morgana, they made it so that her damage was like one fifty percent. And now they're now it's like after the cycle, it's just gone to one fifty five. And I'm like, was she even like bad? I feel like people are still gonna play her like in a somewhat like meta way now and it's like she wasn't even she's not even going to be that different than what she was before yeah i've 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 played like 10 games in the past week maybe a little more or something and i've seen jungle morgana in a couple games here and there i don't really know how strong it is like like i've never had one like gank my lane and i was scared of her or anything (laughs) like that so like or i've never had like a late game morgana like torment me or something so no, no pun intended because that, that's one of the school <laughs> names but i uh, like uh, i don't i don't really care too much about it so um i mean what about you do you have like any bad experiences with morgana that, that makes you seem like oh dude thank god she got nerfed or like wow this nerf isn't strong enough like i kind of got that vibe from you no i like it's funny i i just think it's like the way i see it is like junglers are stupid and she's gonna be just as good of a jungler like as she was you know for two years since she first got the jungle damage changes and like because i played that champ in the jungle when that stuff first happened and i was like this is such a fun jungler like it was so it's stupid like it's you know like i I don't know i'm an adc the rest of the time right and then i go and play this support that has like two skills that go on cooldown for an hour after every time you use it you know and it's like that's funny to jungler and i just i like i think i have you know how you have like those highlight features like in the client that you can like save off highlights like out of your replays 
never i've never been able to use it but yeah i know of it i i have i've done it like twice and one of them is a stupid jungle morgana highlight because i was doing some dumb shit and like 1v2 invading and got out of it and i that's that's like you know like that that's the kind of shit like you could still you could still play this champ and now the after the nerf she's going to be not that different than what she was originally like in that state and you know i i feel like there's still going to be like meta lingering like jungle morgana players and it's like you could have just done this before like everybody's freaking out like oh my gosh right you buffed jungle morgana and jungle rumble like i mean rumble's different changes but you you know they buffed it for just this patch and now you're gonna nerf them away again and it's like do you want diversity or you just want to fuck things up for msi and it's like dude you could have just played this champ before it's not that different <laughs> okay yeah i see where you're coming from now and um yeah it just brings attention to the champion when they buff it and then when they restore it back to like a uh, an average state then people will still want to play it because they they think it's actually worth playing now even though it was before yeah. in the first place. I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. I yeah, uh, but I'm on the same page as you with um, most of this patch. It's just a bunch of number changes, and, like, a lot of the changes are, like, less than 10%, like, actual movement of, like, nerfing this or buffing that. So I'm kind of with you on that. I think one last thing, if anything, that I found interesting is um, I think they're making a change to the one of the support items, which is, like, the Wardstone. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've never seen anybody make ever in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like one of the least built items in the whole game right now. Like it must, like it must be. I never see it. Yeah, I and think so it it's it's like the one. It's the one that lets you hold more con- and place more control wards. And so they're like changing it so that it um, the cost is 1100, and then it when you get level 13 and you complete the support quest, um, it transforms on its own to um, an item that gives you 150 health, 15 ability haste. And this crazy passive that gives you bonus AP, ability haste, attack damage, and health by like twelve percent. And so it's it's gonna be an insanely like cost efficient item if when you're a support player that hits level thirteen yeah. and you finish your support item quest. So maybe that's like thirty minutes in the game, um, depending on your playstyle, I guess. But I just think that's really interesting that they're changing this item in this way that makes it like extremely cost efficient uh, to the point where like maybe that's like probably going to get changed by the time it goes live or the patch after um yeah i um i'm glad to see that they're doing something to it though because they just put this item in the game at the start of the season and (laughs) it doesn't do anything so i'm glad that it can do something but this is pretty much like a hard force like you're gonna have to build this item now probably if you're a support player of any type whether you're tanky or an enchanter like it's just too much value in one item um, from the way I see it, yeah, I think that's fair. I think I think you're right. I think it's a good thing that they're changing it. Like it's, uh, I, like I think it was an interesting item when they first came out with it. You know, like the having the bonus like wards placement and that kind of stuff. Um, it's a little, it's a little sad that they're taking that away. I feel like with it because it just sounds interesting, but it just was so. It seems like it was just so unrealistic that supports would actually go out of their way to buy it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's now now it's getting it's like a little more cost effective. It's a spot for your control wards, and then also it it is a like stat boost. I don't know. I I would be surprised to see like every support going out of their way to build to build it. Like still having having it be behind like a level thirteen barrier for most supports, unless your hard stomping is probably not worth. And if you only have like two items anyway, like it's not going to be that much stats. I feel like from from the upgraded passive, but we'll see. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe you'll see bards 
going absolutely insane with with the extra damage and ability. That's who you picture using it. I mean, yeah, dude. Who else? Who else uses ability power, ability haste, attack damage, and health? Like, come on. True, true. Probably like um, like Senna or something. And speaking of which, um, there's also, I mean, there's some small like Senna tweaks that kind of matter. So they're like changing her um the amount of range that you get with her passive. But mm-hmm. the the biggest thing that like I'm interested in is like so I just found out from a friend of mine that apparently like quote unquote tank Senna is a thing. Yeah. Where you um where you build Frostfire Gauntlet, and when I was, when this was being explained to me, I was just like, dude, that's troll. Like, why would <laughs> why would you go out of your way to build that item when you can just take um Glacial Augment? Like, wouldn't that be better? Like, and like you're not building this item, and then so apparently it's a thing, and then like it's like half and half of whether you take Glacial Augment or you end up going this build where you take Grasp, and then you build Frostfire Gauntlet, and it seems like they're gonna ruin that build because they're adding a um a really big reduction for range units. So they're going to reduce the slow and that sort of thing for range units. Um, but I, I guess I wanted to ask you about it since you're the, the bot lane aficionado. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about uh, the tank Senna? Any legends? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a little bit. I don't know, not too often. Um, but like, it's it's kind of like, I, I don't know, do you remember even last season, some people were going like Cleaver and Grasp on Senna? Um, uh-huh. and it's kind of like that build where the point of it isn't necessarily that like it's super useful for the the slow and all that stuff. Like I mean, it's the sim- it's similar to like you said, like going glacial and that kind of stuff. But it's just that you're you're a little bit more tanky. I feel like uh, you know, so you just don't you avoid a lot of the the one shot scenarios that you would get if you were playing normal. You know, like ADC or or lethality Senna. Um, so I think that's, that's the main idea that you just, you know, it's, it saves you from a lot of that one shot potential. Like you're just the instant focus kind of thing. And and then you still can scale up and get other normal damage items after the, the, uh, frostfire gauntlet. But it seems, it's, yeah, it seems kind of troll still like in my opinion, but I've also, I'm glad I'm not crazy. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, it's like, it's not unviable, but it seems to me like you you could just get away with doing other things i've seen i've seen uh i don't know i've still been a proponent of just going lethality even though people even since people have been doing the like kraken slayer build and stuff but like after Rageblade and all that got nerfed on her i feel like it's just not as useful but people still do that too so what do i know about sun builds no for sure and i think the um the item that lets you like see wards the lethality item like that one's just yeah. too broken to like yeah not build so I, I see where you're coming from theoretically <laughs> theoretically um but yeah so that's it for me on this patch just a bunch of little changes and then i think they came after phase rush last patch and now they're coming for hail of blades next up who knows we'll yeah, see true. except they'll just nerf conqueror again dude <laughs> yeah probably or even take it out of the game <laughs> all right brother you ready to do some picks of the week yeah, I think so. I think so. Let's get into it. Picks of the okay. Week. You want to get started? Uh, no, I'm going to let you go first. You take it away. Okay, okay, okay. I actually have two picks of the week. One of them's kind of troll. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is that Nicki Minaj came up with this new song, dude, called <laughs> Seeing Green, and the song is fucking fire. <laughs> all right, that's all. That's all I got to say. Okay. And I've been playing that song when I like when I play like TFT or just jamming out in... in uh, solo queue or something like 
it's a pretty good hype song so i'm all about it it's on repeat right now okay 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 i've been i've been jamming that shit in the whip <laughs> in the so uh so yeah i like that song and then secondly i have like a real legit league pick this week no so, way okay sorry quiet everybody quiet yes, on the dude, set. Right. let them take yeah, away, hush, take away. okay so when i was playing wild rift i was playing a lot of ash because it's it's really fun and it, they don't have any mythic items on there so like the you still go like blade of the ruin king hurricane on ash in wild rift and it's like super fun and so when i started playing league again with my friend i was just like dude i want to play ash like it sounds like so much fun and and so i played a couple games of ash and honestly she doesn't feel bad in the current state right now i feel like she's pretty viable for um the amount of damage that she does and the the threat that she has on people with your ulti throughout most of the game so um i like to build kraken slayer on her but i wish that like honestly i love to build gale force on any times that you can get because i feel like the mobility with the item is just so crazy um especially for non-mobile champions like ash jinx etc but kraken slayer is definitely uh, feels pretty good and unfortunately i've been going i've been building phantom dancer a lot as well so i don't get to do um i don't get to do hurricane very often or even blade of the ruin king half half of the time usually the game is over but like two and a half items for some reason but anyways um i've been liking it so far been practicing my auto spacing and my my volleys <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like ash is a really good champion for like not only learning ad carry but also like maximizing maximizing those little things of like harassing on every cs mm-hmm. making or trying to poke people out managing your w mana understanding where to hawk shot and when to hawk shot um and that sort of thing so ash is going to be my pick of the week man damn i respect that dude i'm a i'm an ash i'm an ash fan as well like that she's a cool champ and so like that's she feels so good like such a feels good like AD carry to play, like when especially when you could win with her, like just yeah. the the Q volley and all that stuff is just such a good ability. Yeah, I, one last thing I will say is that like I have shitty skins for Ash. I have like Freljord Ash, which is just like some white skin, and then I have <laughs> Amethyst. So I have like both of my skins were came out like before 2011, and so yeah. and Ash has like 20 skins that are freaking sweet now. So I'm pretty out of date on that. I should probably end up looking into like. Um, I don't know what your favorites are, but I like Project High Noon. Um, I think there's like a like a Dark Star ish kind of one as well. Yeah, and the, I think there's like Fey Dragon and Cosmic Queen are a couple Ash skins that just yeah, yeah. came out recently. Those are pretty solid. Yeah, the the um, Fey Dragon one looks so cool. That one's yeah. pretty new, right? Yeah, like two that, months maybe. Yeah, that one's pretty new. I got that one. It was it was like the end of last year, but yeah, pretty sick. Pretty oh sick. really? Okay. Yeah. I'm also a fan of just doing the classic. I I, do, I play with the uh, the Sherwood Forest Ash every once in a while too. If you're going for the cheap skins, that's my that's my go to. To be <laughs> humble, you know. Yeah, humble beginnings. <laughs> or more like just bad bad box luck or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, dude. I'll take that. I like that as a pick of the week. Um, I think I think for me I'll do a couple troll ones or not I'll just do I'll do one troll one as well uh, and that's uh, the Warriors are gonna win the NBA championship I'm calling it right now they made it all the way to the fucking play-in game they're gonna they're gonna take down the Lakers they're gonna go all the way that's all I'm saying um, <laughs> I don't know if you're a basketball guy so I'm not gonna not gonna drag further on but that's that's no, where we are move along yeah no um, <laughs> for the pick of the week I don't know this one I feel like 
I feel like I'm worried, especially now that you picked an ADC. I'm like, damn, dude, I don't know. What 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 other chance do I play? Like, what can I even call as a pick of the week? Like, which ones have I already done? Like, I shouldn't go back. Um, but now I I think I just got inspired uh, from from Perks playing Callista mid today, and I just want to say Callista is my pick of the week. I don't know if I've done it already, but you can play that champ. Playing that champ in solo lanes when you have like a squad to play with is actually so fucking funny. Like I, I still remember one of one of our favorite clash games of all time. We played clash. We got to, I think it was like the losers finals. Like we lost the first game. So I don't know if you've done clash when you, when you lose, you go like the bracket splits in two. So if you want to be in like the finals finals, you have to win all the way. Right. But if you lose the best you can get is fifth place, like out of eight teams. So we lost the first game and then won the next one. And so we're in the final round in the like top of the lower bracket and we're just like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, I usually I'm playing ADC, but we sent like I like I went top lane and I swapped with my top laner, and we did some troll bottom lane, and then we played Callista top with an Elise jungle, and we just bullied the shit out of the enemy top laner. I think it, I think it was actually I think the enemy picked like Vayne top, so like they deserved it, but then we just like dove them over and over and over. I was like six one or like I was I, think, I probably didn't die. I think I was like six zero, and we had it was just like six zero Callista top and like zero zero six Elise jungle, and then we just ran it down top with like Rift Herald and stuff, and they FF'd at twenty minutes because it was too oppressive. So I respect <laughs> the the solo lane Callista power. I try and play her bot lane every once in a while still, and it just it never never works out so i don't know i don't know why that ever happens you know it seems she seems so op but you just i can never win games with her bot lane so cheese some people in the solo lanes if you like to play close to our adcs and then that's the that's the strat i like it dude i think i've tried it one time and um trying to build that lethality item that gives you all the bonus attack speed oh um, when you fight people solo yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and i'm tried trying to do that build i think when like when the shy was first doing it like uh, a year or two ago mm-hmm. is when I tried it. And it, it, it's pretty fun. It's, it's fucking awesome actually. When you, like, <laughs> you get to play Callista somewhere else and like, you don't have to like care about a support. And then like, you actually just bully somebody into, like, <laughs> infinite because they don't know how to play against Callista for some, like it's kind of like the Swain effect in bot lane where like people don't understand the, the range of Swain's E or, or like, or even how it works. And so like, it's the same when you take Callista to like top lane, it's like, right. what does that champion do? And then like, why can she jump from there to here and kill me? And I can't even get away. And then like, why does she have a slow, but also like kites you forever or like slow on her <laughs> rend? I mean, um, and so, and right. she has like free wards on her W like, but that doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, I'm totally, I like the pick, man. I'm about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we can finally jump into some NA roster news that finally <laughs> happened in the uh, past week. Uh, so the first one that we came up is uh, Evil Geniuses making a move for the ARD carry. It seems like Deathly is going to uh, just be out of the team because I don't think I haven't seen any other news about him like being going to Academy or anything like that. And so Evil Geniuses is promoting their uh, EG Prodigies AD carry named Shiro. Which I'm pretty sure was like Kumo's old name, but whatever. I guess yeah, you can just do that. It's a different Shiro still, yeah. Because yeah. I know that Kumo so, changed his name like 17 times, so it's uh, that was really uh-huh. hard to follow for me. Yeah, and so they're promoting their 17-year-old AD carry from EG Prodigies, and then I think the, I think their academy AD is called like Shoryu or something like that. So uh, Deathly's not going to academy is why I'm saying that I don't know what's going to happen to Deathly. 
Yeah, that's uh, I'm pretty sure. I haven't heard anything. I feel like I feel like he'll probably go to another team, like in in some academy role. But I don't know. I don't know enough about the academy situation or amateur teams or whatever to know where he might be needed. But I can't imagine that he'd True. just be gone after playing in LCS pretty decently. You know, he wasn't a star, but he wasn't he wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like he. If he wants to keep playing professionally, he'll find a spot. And maybe it's not LCS, but I'm sure he could find somewhere. Yeah. And then um, another roster move that's being made is in the Golden Guardians team, where Niles, the top laner, and Newbie, the support, are going to be moving down to Academy. And then um, there's going to be a new support named Chime. I'm not familiar with that guy. And then our good old buddy Solo comes back to the <laughs> top lane. Who I, I believe he was doing work with CLG. The, in the past split right when um, they were waiting for um they were waiting for their top laner to come or am i wrong about that oh actually yeah you're you're right i don't know what he was doing before that he was on flight quest in the well i mean split, and then yeah i guess i don't know yeah. i don't know what he was doing after that i guess what like after he uh was in uh, in what's his name spot and Finn's spot. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, in between. So, I yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Uh, well, he, now, he's could, yeah. Yeah, now he's on he's Golden the, Guardians. He's the most senior member there. Have, uh, <laughs> so it's gonna be Solo, Iconic. Um, is it Blaze Olive for Golden yeah. Guardians? And then the bot lane. I think Six Days is probably oh Six Day. Right, Six Days the oldest. Yeah, you're right. Um, Six Day and this new guy Chime. So. That's the newest roster moves in the NALCS. We'll see if there's any more before the summer split starts, which um, we were talking before the show. That's going to be starting on June 4th. So this weekend is going to be the MSI quarterfinals and the finals. And then we'll just have a short one week break. And then the weekend after that, it's going to be the start of the summer split, which I guess we'll get into the the summer split format um, maybe starting next week. Um, Yeah, when the time comes. Once we got some yeah. time to, to rest from the heartbreak that was MSI. True, true, true. Um, <laughs> but before that, you have any parting words for your boy Niles? I know I know you got some feels for him every now and then. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's not this doesn't seem so bad to me. It sounds it sounds to me like this is probably what Golden Guardians would have wanted to do, you know, like originally is have Niles on Academy. I don't know about newbie, but like I think that he was probably their desired academy top laner and then when shit happened in the off season with covid and having like no budget and they couldn't buy licorice or whatever and they then they had to like make some some wacky moves to put him in the top so i feel i i like i hope he does well in academy i I think he was still like i don't think he was as bad as or i mean he was bad obviously he was bad but i don't think he was gonna be as bad forever so hopefully he'll prove that he learned a lot playing lcs this season and then be able to smurf an academy son make his way back yeah at least he's not dropped from the the team or the organization so i'm glad that he still gets to play in the academy team for now and then yeah like you said maybe maybe they'll promote him mid mid split maybe he'll make a comeback next season we'll see but collect to him is how i see it all right do we have to talk about msi now uh yeah unfortunately <laughs> um, i guess one last pit stop if you want to keep procrastinating um is there any content you want to talk about this week maybe like uh your hot tub league or anything like that yeah I've, I've i've only watched some of the hot tub league it's been kind of funny i did see i did see today 
uh, the uh, Travis said that he was going to be doing like a short form, short form, I don't know, like a half hour uh, length like podcast with uh, Emily Rand. And that sounded like something cool. I'll, I'll listen to that once that starts coming out. But um, yeah, other than other than the obvious hot tub league streams, uh, there hasn't been too much that I've been watching very often. Just a lot of MSI. Yeah. So I felt like I kind of leaked out from that stuff a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, kind of the same with me. Even like the, the Travis interviews with all of the players, like I haven't watched any of those since last week. And then all of the shows, I think I've, I've listened to The Dive and that's pretty much it. Um, I have listened yeah. to a lot of Thorn stuff lately, um, which I'm just really into sometimes. So I think I watched the Crackdown, but I think that was um they had like some guy from Shockey as the guest, so it's more like EU focused. And then he's just been putting out like random content. Um, that's been pretty cool. And then I think I watched another one with like um Summoning Insight, and they were talking about just like goats in different roles, um, which is cool, but like not really that all that interesting to be honest. After like listening to three hours of that. <laughs> but um yeah that's pretty much it for me i, I didn't kind of dropped off of face check um not not really any reason honestly just like there's just not enough time in the day sometimes um yeah. and i've just been I, I, i'm go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna i was just gonna say that like um i do sometimes care if like if your thing is on podcast or not because if it's only on youtube like i'm pretty sure face check is then like then I I can only watch it when I'm at home or something like that. And so right. Um, right. that's just like, yeah. Then when I'm at home, there's only like so much time for, and like attention span for like so much content or like <laughs> things to do. So um, uh, I guess I'll talk about that more in a bit, but what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, that when you mentioned face check, I, I have been still watching, uh, watching, following Dom's Twitter. That's, that's been a, an interesting source of entertainment throughout MSI here. I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of him still. I'm I'm like, come on, dude, get a get a new take. But he's just going off. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of all of the like. Maybe this is maybe the the kids call this copium, but I'm kind of <laughs> tired of like all of the NA bashing. Like, I'm just kind of bored of it. And like, um, like the conversation around NA being like, like uh, an inferior region that like can't use its money properly or something, or like, um, or just the way that like. The somehow something about the region and in not using its resources cor- correctly results in like these international event performances that makes us seem like um, not worthy, I suppose, of like being uh, of having the label as a major region or something. Yeah. And how it and how that's like depressing or like not right or like that's not okay. Like it's really like too much sometimes and like it's definitely hyperbole like going taking it to the way extreme i i feel like and i also just don't care much or like (laughs) think it's worth enough of my energy i'm also just not much of like an outrage kind of guy like i don't i don't get outraged by like little things or like random news stories like you can't convince me that like 5g towers give you cancer or something like i don't get outraged by dumb stuff like that right and I'm not gonna go and fucking yell at Jack and Reggie and shit because C9 went three and seven. Like I just don't doesn't doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like get over yourself. Okay. Yeah. So I <laughs> that's just how I feel. But and, and then like and then you just get accused of like haha and a dog shit. Um, you you need copium, I guess. Which I'm and it, maybe like ten percent of my explanation there is like kind of copium. Like <laughs> okay, that's how I yeah. get by with. <laughs> not doing good at msi 
and so yeah i guess we'll just now we're going to talk about msi and so that we're at the end of stage two and the round two standings are as follows we have damon kia at eight and two first place uh followed by rng at seven and three um right behind them is psg talon at six and four and then uh, lastly in fourth place we have mad lines or the top four that are going to go to the the last stage of msi and that's going to wrap up this weekend um, I'll just name off the matchups right now. Um, that's going to be PSG Talon versus RNG this Friday, uh, this Friday morning. And during the second stage round robin, they, I think PSG beat them the first time that these two teams played. And then the next day, RNG got them right back. So these teams are just one and one. So um, this is editorial, but I think this series could be really interesting uh, just because of that, like story-wise. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if the gameplay actually is actually close or not (laughs) and then on saturday we'll have mad lions versus dk um which i believe mad lions didn't take a game off of damwon but they did get a game off of rng so it it shows that they can they can have some good peaks and so even this one can be interesting if um, maybe damwon slips up or i heard barrel has been playing kind of funny at this event yeah (laughs) just a Um, little bit so i mean it does. It might not be as one-sided for for both of these matches. Even though I would say that a lot of people would say um, Damwon and RNG are favorites for both of their matches and favorites for even winning winning the event in its entirety. I don't feel like these quarter um, semifinal matches are going to be like so one-sided or predictable. Or at least I think there's going to be entertainment value in them. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, I think. Like yeah, like you said, I think they'll be probably pretty close. Uh, a lot of what we saw, I feel like during the Rumble stage, was that all these teams can can be pretty good, but also like kind of bad at the same time. Like a lot of off games, a lot of happy games, if you want to call it that. A lot of you know just just ups and downs for everybody. So uh, yeah, even even Damwon being eight and two, I'm not expecting them to just go and stomp everybody. Uh, you know, RNG lost to Cloud Nine just because they lost to a wild card region doesn't mean that they're they're the worst. You know, so we'll see. Um, I, yeah, I feel like it's definitely definitely big opportunities for Mad and PSG to make upsets in this round. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's all I got to say. I mean, I'm looking forward to the semifinals and finals that's gonna happen this weekend. And then I, I tried to pull a quick one, or I, I kind of just skipped over the Rumble stage, but now we got to go back and talk about it, man. <laughs> it happened. Hey, man, I was I was totally ready to just skip over it right there, and you just... Yeah, I mean, just end that episode. You, you had to bring it back on yourself, like, come on. <laughs> no, yeah, let's, let's, we can talk about it. We can talk uh, about it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't have much to talk about. I think um, out of, like, the whole Rumble stage, I watched, like, one hour of league game content like i didn't watch very many games and then even out of the the second round i only caught like one, a few pieces of mad lions versus c9 yeah. and then also a few pieces of c9 versus uh damwon and i would say that like in the couple of like snippets that i saw here and there i feel like parentheses copium i don't think that <laughs> c9 performed that badly at this event like for example uh, i'll maybe i'll give you an example i don't know if you'll if you'll like if you'll know it, but like, yeah, we'll see. At last worlds at last worlds when um, TSM played Fnatic in game yeah. one, I feel like that game was actually not that bad. Where like um, TSM got invaded and then they still even like came back and made a pretty even game state at some points of that game. And then in the end, Fnatic like really pushed their advantage with 
Evelyn and Lucian, um, right. really comfortable champs that they were um, good with. And then, so that like that was like the first game that TSM and Fnatic played in their group, and that still gave me a lot of hope of like, wow, TSM at least they're they're contesting. I feel like they're playing really well. But then the second time that uh, TSM and Fnatic played, Fnatic actually ran them over, and I, <laughs> and at that point I was like, oh, it's really doomed. Like there's there's no chance. Like it doesn't. It that that game did not look good, and uh, I don't really have hope for TSM anymore. Right. <laughs> so I don't. I didn't really feel that way about like C9's games. Like, um, again, I didn't like watch very much of their games, but I don't think that any of their losses were extremely bad. Although, like, I refuse to watch the Pentanet game. To be honest, <laughs> that's the only one I was gonna say. I, I think, yeah, I think I was gonna agree with you. I think I agree with you on on most of that, except for yeah, the Pentanet one felt felt like really sad. Not. You know, it's it's that that was one of those games where you watch the game itself. It's not like wow, they played super badly, maybe, but you just if if it was nameplates off, you wouldn't say like, oh yeah, this team shit stomped and this team was totally trolling or whatever. It was just like knowing that it's C9 versus Pentanet who hadn't won a game by that point. You know, like you're thinking, come on, C9, you have to win this one. Like this can't be this bad, right? And then then they lose it, and it was like, yeah. Then in context, that felt that felt like the worst loss of the stage, obviously. Yeah, and then like just speaking of context, so in the end, C9's finishing score is three and seven, and so of the seven losses, they lost to every team once, which is I guess that's kind of bad. Like maybe maybe you don't deserve to get out of the group if you lose to everybody once. Um, but Mad Lions got out with this score of five and five, so losing to everyone once is honestly not that bad. Right. And and NA has not gotten out of groups a lot of times with an even um, match score. For example, like. TL going three and three like multiple years in a row at Worlds. It's like the even game match score doesn't always get you out of the group. But anyways, and then so C9. I'm saying that C9 lost the match to everybody, and then they got two owed by PSG Talon and Damwon. And I feel like I, I, to my understanding, one of the PSG games was also not that close, where like PSG kind of like ran them over. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, the one Damwon game that I that I watched, it seemed pretty close honestly it was the second one where like they just they died at elder dragon like pretty quickly and um and then to my understanding even the first game that they played against damwon it's like it was at least playable and contestable so i don't feel like c9 is a terrible team by any means or like not able to match up to their opponents and especially with the way that fudge played this entire event like i feel like i'm really proud of proud of him and proud of the team as a whole maybe not of blabber just kidding but um like i don't i don't feel like c9 is that bad or um maybe like they are our best team so maybe na is shit but c9 (laughs) i'm like kind of proud of their performance i guess and yeah they lost to every team and maybe one of those one or two of those teams they shouldn't have lost to and then one of two one or two of those games it was winnable but they messed up at certain points of the game so i mean it's just it is what it is and then in a weird way like it's kind of cool, like if you think of them as the underdogs, and like then it's cool when they upset RNG or and that sort of thing. So, I guess just setting expectations so that you don't feel as bad when your team loses is how I'm gonna cope with the <laughs> C9 not getting out of the Rumble stage. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say because I haven't, I didn't really watch any, I haven't seen any RNG games, I haven't seen any Madline games. I haven't, I think I watched like one PSG game where like. Um, where Maple was just popping off with the Kali. Yeah. Um, I think that was a C9 game, actually. And then yeah, that, that that's it. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think I'm with you a lot on the on 
on how C9 didn't look didn't look that bad this tourney. Um, you know, I like I think a lot of the time they were in, but yeah, like that first day one game, they had winning positions in that. It was like a hard draft for them to play out in the late game. That was the one where they had like double eighty carry and double supports with like the Karma top lane and Lulu support against like the full group comp with Damon playing uh, Rumble, Syndra, and then Senatom. Um, like, like they they definitely had they had a lot of games where it seemed like. You know, it, it was the the problem with it wasn't that like oh C nine is bad. You know, like that they lost the game. Sure, it could have been a draft thing. It could have been like misplays in the game, but it wasn't like we were getting totally outclassed every game. Um, I feel like if you just like look down like percentages, like if you if you did matchup charts against each team, right for for the for the rumble stage, and you said like yeah, I don't know, Dan Juan C9 is probably like I mean they picked up a game in groups, it's probably like seventy five twenty five like Dan Juan favored RNG probably you know similar maybe like eighty twenty if you really liked RNG's performance, maybe like sixty forty if you didn't, um, and then like Mad and PSG could be fifty fifties right, and like you can like the the likeliness of this outcome isn't that bad it just f- like felt really bad because they had such close games and good performances from certain members you know like i feel right. like vulcan and fudge like you said like F- like fudge played crazy in some games you know vulcan was doing good sven and vulcan were like still 2v2 like lane kingdoming in a lot of games it felt like um you know, but I like Blabber throwing a few games and and perks having kind of what felt like kind of an off tournament. You know, like maybe not terror bad, but like it was defending in the side champion perks. That if you're that if that's who you're expecting going into the tournament, uh-huh. that wasn't really who showed up. So it felt like for that reason, it was just more disappointing than it necessarily needed to be. But if you had gone into it with the the rational like expectations of the tournament, you know, like I feel like you're you're pretty pleasantly surprised with how well C9 played as a team even though the record you know didn't come out like with a you know advancement record yep i'm totally in agreement with that <laughs> i feel sad <laughs> yeah. now but um but, you know it's it's that's the the end of the event they're they're heading off to the airport probably or maybe they'll stay and scream a little longer um but probably not because like i said the summer split is going to start really soon yeah and so um you know what I? You know what I hope. The one thing I hope for for NA teams, I feel like watching this tournament, I feel like they should go back and be like, you know, like like every like the TSM and the Team Liquid that are sitting at home should be watching C9 in this tournament and being like, fuck, these guys are making stupid mistakes. Like, why are they our one seed? You know, like we should go shit stomp them next season. And then like you should also see like fuck if c9 is playing like this and we couldn't beat them but like it, like obviously we can be better than them and they're still taking games and forcing you know damn one into tough spots and stuff like that like fuck we can play better than that too like we should we could have gone and got out of groups at msi like right. that should that should kick any teams into gear you know like be like you dumbasses like we're gonna carry the torch at going into worlds and and show you what real any teams are supposed to do yeah, I think I will dominate was kind of talking about that too. Where like MSI is not like that crazy or important an event. Like what really matters is worlds where you get like better representation of like all the teams around the world and you get more representation since you get multiple teams from a region. And so yeah, I like C9's performance here at MSI, it does like I, I didn't lose in complete faith in NA as a whole. Right. And so I'm still looking forward to worlds and the top three teams that are going to go there. And then we'll see who, um, who gets an extra seed um, for being the winners of MSI. And then also the extra seed after the, like the post 
rankings that they're going to do. And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for all the matches that are going to happen this weekend that are going to be best of five. And then um, like it's going to end this weekend where MSI is going to be over. And so I guess we're just going to have to, I don't know if you want to make predictions or anything. It's kind of weird because like we don't know who's going to be in the finals, but um, at least for the semis. So um, again, we have PSG versus RNG and then Mad Lions versus Damwon. I guess um, if I had to place any bets, I'll just call Damwon over Mad Lions. And then okay. for okay. the other match, though, let's just make it interesting. I think it'd be really cool if PSG was able to win and show that they're um, like at least that team is kind of creative and strong, especially because um, I heard their AD, their substitute AD has been popping off lately. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I, I feel mean, like their bot lane together mm-hmm. have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think they got some good things going for them. They're not like a complete run over. And I'm sure they get to scrim with a lot of the other Asian Asia region teams as well all of the time. So it's not like there's some sort of isolated place um, and that sort of thing. So it's probably like in reality favored for RNG. But to make things interesting, I'll call PSG <laughs> to win this series. Um, and then I'll hand it off to you. Any thoughts okay. for um, any of the matches this weekend? Yeah, I think so. You said it. You said it right there at the beginning. You were like, "If I'm gonna the, if I, I'm not gonna put any money on it." But I would say, if you were to put money on it, and I don't know where you would put money on on esports things. I'm not really that much of a of a gambler. But I would say, if you were to gamble, I think the value is actually on Mad Lions. I think they go into this uh, into the semifinals with five and five. They like it's the worst record of the four teams qualified. But I think. They are still really good. I think they have like high highs and like they showed that they can take games off of, you know, like all the teams kind of that they're they're playing against. Um I think that RNG like kind of showed that they're slumping towards the end of the the uh rumble stage. Uh Damwon never really looked like in dominant Damwon form. They played, you know, like right. consistent Damwon where it felt like yeah, even even when Damon's not great, they're still a really good team and like really good players and like showmaker difference and kind of stuff. Uh, where if like if you don't kill them, they're gonna still come back and and win the game. Yeah, um, his CSing is so crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have so, like one eighty CS at fourteen minutes. It's like yeah, so crazy. Showmaker Chinese letters is a rise hack. Chinese letters two hundred CS ten minutes. Chinese letters, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but but I think I think Mad Lions like can definitely like EU teams. I feel like are are good at like preparing stuff too. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, in a couple of days here, uh, go go right into the the matchup with Damwon and and have some stuff ready to to take them on. Um, I think I think that's a feasible upset for them. You know, if you're if they're good on the day and Damwon isn't, or if you just if you find a like a a good strategy to pick up your game one or game two. Uh, that's a that's a good series that they can carry over. Um, even though they they lost both games in the in the group stage. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that 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 would be my guess there. And then yeah, I think honestly, I think the PSG call over RNG is probably not that bad either. Um, I think that's who I'd like. Yeah, I think that's what I'd like to see. I don't know. I I I'm not too. I don't think I watched too many of their games like where they played each other to know how how stuff played out kind of in those in those games that they split. So. It's it's harder for me to make that call, but I, I'd like to see PSG take that just to just to throw things for a loop. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, I think that would be, I think I think it's not unfeasible for Mad Lions to take the whole tournament as as Ooh, like the whole fat. tournament. Yeah, I mean, if you, I think if I think if you're Mad Lions, 
and you can if you if you can win your first round and i think they have a chance to win the first round then you can win the whole thing like it's not even not even close sure. i mean but um i mean to, on the other end of that though dan one did because dan one was the first seed right coming out of rumble and they had i think i think they said it on broadcast like they had a couple hours to make their decision of who they wanted to face in the semifinals like in the uh yeah in the first round and they picked mad lions like instantly it was it was like as they went into the the last post game after cloud nine last and they were or after cloud nine one sorry uh and they like they barely had finished the post game for that and they were like yep damn one has already picked bad lions as their opponent so maybe they know more than more than i do and they're ready to fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure i think it's gonna be uh we're gonna have a fun time this weekend and then um i think if anything like Unless it, it unless one of the series goes to five games, then like I might not pay too much attention to it. But um, I'll be looking forward to the finals as well. And honestly, I'm really bummed about like the no co streaming thing because that's kind of like the way that I like to watch league now. And especially like when I come home and it's like I don't really care about any of the matches. And so many matches happened today or yesterday or this morning, and that's why I haven't bothered too much to rewatch a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I've just been like. It takes too much time to watch a VOD, actually, sometimes. Like, upwards of 40 minutes, um, even for just the game. Like, not even, like, paying attention to draft or post-game analysis or anything like that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so much time and so much competing things for your time and, <laughs> and attention. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I feel sometimes. But that doesn't mean I want to stop the podcast or anything. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's been harder with MSI too that it's just been this this slog of so many games, you know? Like it's it's Friday. It was Thursday to Tuesday in the first round and now it was then it was Friday to Tuesday this week. You know, you get like there were two days off basically last week where there weren't games and it was just five or six best of ones every single fucking day like throughout. Yeah, I right I looked that, it up. Right? I think there's been like 67 games or something like that since yeah. msi started so which it's, is just a lot insane. of league of legends to yeah. like have to pay attention to yeah i yeah i can feel you on that one but um but i'll be watching lcs True. True, <laughs> and i'll be entertained dude. so True. so that's where i'm at <laughs> all right dude i think i'm ready to call it there all right yeah me too i think we've I think we've hit everything all right we hit all the things that we wanted to talk about this week so that's going to be it for episode 14 of on the hunt a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you're listening to us on, if you haven't already. We'd appreciate it if you also give us a rating or hit the like button to show us some support. You can find us on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We so- we'll see you all next week for another episode of On The Hunt. Maybe back on our regular schedule. <laughs> One last thing, dude. I got to shout out my friend for buying me um, B-Ma. And I've been playing some B-Kogma with B-Yumi. And it's fucking cute, dude. (laughs) I was slaughtering people, to be honest. Yeah, dude. Kogma is actually so fun. I feel like like when people don't respect Kogma, you just roll lanes. Like, if if you have... If it's like... If you have tier differences between you playing Kogma and the enemy AD, like, it's just so easy yeah and like it felt really good with halo the blades as well like you activate w and just mash on somebody for a couple autos and then Mm -hmm. and then you can just walk away 
because you're already at like max range and they couldn't hit you back in the first place. So it actually doesn't, it feels pretty good actually. So yeah, the Halo Blades nerf is much needed. <laughs> Dude, have you seen I... anybody go tank Kogma, full tank Kogma? No, and I'm scared and I'm worried and please don't, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, I've seen it some, this was, this was like a, I don't know who did it first, but I was, I saw Hansama do it a little bit in his solo queue games. Um, and it, like Sven, Sven did it in one of the games, it, like where it's actually not not full tank, but where you rush wits end, uh, and like like against magic damage heavy teams. Like he, I think he was against like Kaisa Leona, and then they had Morgana Jungle and some other like Kali. Like that that was the PSG game, I think. Um, makes sense. And and so it was like it was like yeah okay that makes sense like like you just go wits end first. Um, but then I think he went normal. You know, like he went Kraken and Gwinsu's or. Uh, Renans or whatever the rest of the way, but um, but you can there was Hansama was doing like Wits End into Frostfire Gauntlet into like Runans and um like I don't know I don't even remember at that point if it mattered like I I think he I think he had like I think he had Randuins after that point and he was I mean he was like dumpstering the game and he had a Lulu so you have a little bit more damage like to back you up um but it was so it was so dumb just to watch him like have a twenty seven hundred health like. 150 armor and MR Kogma just running around with Lulu shields. Actually, that does sound pretty interesting because, like, when you really stop to think about it, all you need is Hurricane to do damage, and your W will do the rest of the damage on its own. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something there. <laughs> if they're, maybe. if they don't need, yeah, if you have like the Lulu picks on you too, and and Arden Sensor, and you just you can just hit them enough times then you'll win and you can do it from 800 range and like with two and a half attack speed it's fine i'm down i'll try it i'll, I'll report <laughs> back tell me tell me how it goes i don't think i have enough people that play enchanters with me to let me play kogma a lot of games <laughs> true true all right we'll see you guys later damn was that the I'll... podcast still are we stopping yeah stop it